This is Bill McLive, iHeartRadio's talk for the Space Coast. With today's Common Sense on Common Radio. Here's Bill Mick. As the black helicopters swarm, welcome to hour number three of Bill Mick Live. It's brought to you by O'Galley Electric. As the it black the helicopters swarm, welcome today. to hour number three and of now, Bill. now, Maricopa County doesn't matter because the predetermined conclusion was not reached by the chosen investigators. They uh, apparently forgot their duty to those who had touted their abilities and what they would find, and that became a problem. Well, we'll get into all of that in this hour of the program. And uh, to join us conversation, my buddy Dave Bowman, up bright and early in Silverdale, Washington this morning. How are you, Dave? I'm good. It's raining because it's Washington and it's fall, so it's, it's pouring rain. And it's football season, and yep. yeah, there you go. Well, wonderful. It, it's not that here, but we are experiencing a bit of fall. It is only, uh, let me see, 72 degrees only. since our morning started. Well, that's what so, I have the heat set at, so we're even. Yeah, see, it's all comfortable and we're ready to go. <laughs> um, I, I know that you've seen what's going on with that Arizona audit, and we had a discussion about it last week on the program on a wide open Wednesday with a friend of mine who I had the conversation again with on Saturday morning. And it's interesting to me that the conspiracy theory about elections has now been disproven by their own experts. And they, their own experts say it's not so that President Trump lost by more in Maricopa County than they originally thought. And now those folks are being, well, that's only Maricopa County. And and those aren't our guys. Well, yeah, they were, because they were the best thing since sliced bread until Friday afternoon, about 4 o'clock Eastern, when they presented their findings to the uh, Senate in Arizona. And they're, now they are going to look at some things. They're saying there are things that need to be addressed. And this auditing company, and I don't have the name in front of me. It's in the stories that we've got linked up for you at BillMick.com. Um, they said, we're going to go into this fairly with an open mind, with a question not a conclusion. And I think that's the problem, Dave, that the conspiracy theorists fall into, is that they knew what they wanted the results to be and grabbed any and everything that fed that philosophy and discounted anything else. How did you see this as it all came about? Well, the name of the company company is uh, Cyber Ninjas, which is bizarre to me, but okay. So this whole thing, Bill, is a prima facie example of little more than confirmation bias. So the report didn't come out, it didn't hit till what, four o'clock Pacific time on Friday afternoon, as I recall. The noon radio shows across the country were talking about the report. They had an Because of the leaked information the day before. Right, they had an advance, whatever. and, And without exception, I didn't hear a single show, and I didn't listen to every show, but... But without exception, they were all talking about how you, meaning you listeners who believe a certain thing, should just ignore this report because this report is 
you're you're only the, the media is only reporting one sentence from the report and there's hundreds of pages of the report and and so you should just ignore it because it's not true uh, to me you know you you said about me in the last hour that i i'm more interested in the philosophical side of star trek i'm more interested here not as much in the actual forensic audit as I am in the reactions to it, because the reactions to it prove something that I've come to believe, which is that we are driven by our confirmation biases. And we will, as you just said a few minutes ago, ignore anything that doesn't fit our agenda. And we, we, we now call that euphemistically, we call that fact checking, but is it really fact checking? I mean, I'm not trying to be rude here or anything, but it's it's bizarre to me to see how people are being manipulated by those who we trust or those who we have decided are on our side to come to the preset conclusion. And yeah, this report, this this audit has to be it has to be as uh, as Anchorman said, a bee slap of truth upside the head in in some ways. But it does raise some questions, and those questions are going to be seized on as evidence that, you know, we should this morning, because of this report, we should be crowning Trump as president, which is ludicrous. But, you know, that's what people wanted from this report, and they didn't get it. So they're going to try to make it that. Yeah, and and I've seen a lot of that from the beginning in this. And, And what I've also seen is, how they present this as opposed to a search for facts. It's a search for validation. They, they, they had a conclusion, and they went looking for things to substantiate it instead of facts and being willing to accept the fact. Maybe my cop training was too thorough. Maybe I wait to see facts before I make a judgment. Look, I think there were problems in places around the country in the election. And I think there are places who violated their own election laws using the coronavirus as an excuse, and that presented problems. I saw problems in Pennsylvania and Michigan and on these other places that were uh, apparently violating their own law as the election was being conducted. What I don't see is the validation of the complaints that the machines are corrupt, that the machines have been corrupted or too easy to corrupt, and while I admit that's a possibility, that I don't have the technical knowledge to say, oh, no, these machines are perfectly safe. We do have cybersecurity specialists that work for these supervisors of elections, that work in uh, the various governmental agencies that are assisting these states in doing these elections, in, in preparing their cybersecurity measures and helping them to have measures that are in place. And I've got a problem when you start with a conclusion and then only seek the validation. And, and Anytime they present this, it doesn't come as an inquiry. It comes as an attack. Well, and that's that's the problem. Right. And that's just inductive reasoning. That's I start with my conclusion and find, quote unquote, facts that support my conclusion. And I just ignore facts that don't support my conclusion because they don't support it. Quite frankly, Bill, that's why I got out of the ministry. I got tired of inductive reasoning. Um, I prefer deductive reasoning where you gather all the information. And then you make, you know, as Sherlock Holmes said, it's a mistake to theorize before you have all the data. Well, Mm -hmm. we didn't have all the data. What we had was anger. What we had was frustration. What we had was disbelief. 
and, and disappointment we, that Trump wasn't reelected. Right. And I shared in that. And we turned that into this pet theory that could only this can only be because we were cheated or or there was malfeasance or whatever. It can only be that. Well, as it turns out, the truth is it didn't that wasn't the only possible answer. And unfortunately, we get it's particularly on conservative side. I don't know why. I know I know the left does it too, but I notice it on the right. We get it in our heads. This is what it must be. You know, the the USS Fitzgerald being rammed by the freighter. It had to be a Russian hack. No, it didn't have to be. Um, but we get it in our head, and we're just going to stick to that no matter what. And you can't change people's minds. You can't you can't convince them of anything else. Because actual facts that don't fit their agenda, be damned. Only facts that support our agenda are, are acceptable. And anybody that spouts any facts that aren't is a traitor, a leftist, a communist, whatever. And I've seen it time and time again, even here locally, when folks who are touting the theory are confronted with facts that don't match their set. And, and it, it's... It's as if they're being unreasonable in not listening to anything that's contrary to what they want to believe. We pick it up in 60 seconds. Dave Bowman with us on this Monday edition of Bill McLaughlin. You folks on hold, we'll get the calls in this hour, or we won't. You'll have to hang in there until Dave and I get the uh, conversation rolling and have a pause in it to be able to uh, jump in and do that. I also think, Dave, that these folks tend to lose credibility by that lack of listening and asking questions. You mean the uh, the people that are bringing up the theories? Yeah, it does. I, I guess my frustration with it, Bill, is why why do we cling to things that we know cannot be true? I mean that it, there's a there's a psychological study here that's out that would be fascinating to me, and it is fascinating to me because we 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 choose our news sources, we choose who we listen to, we choose who we like based on what they say, which tickles our ears. And how many, what percentage would you say of your listeners are Christians? And, and yet the Apostle Paul said exactly don't do that. Don't listen to people who are just tickling your ears. And yet here we turn around and do it because we like what they're saying and we don't like Is the opponent. Is it because of a search for credibility or at least what we perceive as credible? I don't think it has anything to do with credibility at all. I think it has to do with what we like. I think it, I think it literally has to do with validating want, a point of view. We want to hear what we want to hear. And we don't want to hear anything else. And so we just shout over what, what we don't like. We don't listen to what we don't like. We don't pay any attention to what we don't like. Right. You know what I think part of it is, too, at least on this specific issue, is there's technology involved that most of us are not going to understand and not be able to. Is it possible? Yes. Is it plausible? Not as easy a question to answer. And we've got more with Dave Bowman as we continue on Bill McLive. Stay with us. As the black helicopters hover over the show today, we will get to a call or two as we have time. Conspiracy theories abound, and people are going to believe O'Galley Electric bringing you this hour of Bill Mick Live. Stormwatch page at BillMick.com. 
there throughout hurricane season. Brought to you by Paul Davis Restoration, keyword storm. We'll take you there. Dave, joining us from Silverdale, Washington this morning as we kick around the Arizona audit and the problems there with. And, Dave, you mentioned earlier, these guys did say, and, and, and this was off-air conversation, that there was an executive summary or something that came out about this, and they said, hey, there, there are some issues here, but not the issues that people are saying are there. Well, not Did, not paraphrase it right. Yeah, close. I mean, th- there are clearly some problems, but they lay the problem the problems at the feet of Maricopa County and their refusal to cooperate. In fact, really, one of the things they said, quote, had Maricopa County chosen to cooperate with the audit, which raises a lot of questions, uh, the majority of these obstacles could have been easily overcome. But it didn't stop the primary goal of oper- offering recommendations for legislative reform to the Arizona State Senate, but it did leave several questions open. And and they're right. There are questions open. But, Bill, there have been questions open about elections since we started having elections. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the idea of cheating in elections is absolutely nothing new. And until we get to the point where you have judges in Oregon throwing out electoral votes for political reasons— I don't think we're we're seeing the worst that we've ever seen. And we've had that happen in this country before. So is this the worst thing ever? No, there are always going to be problems with this stuff because we're human beings and it's math and we're all bad at math. So <laughs> I'm chief among them. Yeah. Right. And, and, and some of the recommendations I think are, are very common sense recommendations, but at the same time, part of it is our own fault because we want results Right now, we don't want to wait. Uh-huh. And you know, there was a time in and this country. And to have those, you have to have the machines in play. Right. And you know, there was a time in this country when we'd have election day, we wouldn't know for a month who won, and we didn't care. But now, by golly, because of the twenty-four hour news cycle, if we don't know by you know nine p.m. Pacific on election night who won, mm-hmm. we're all coming unglued and we're all pointing fingers at Florida, going, "What do you got? Hanging chads again?" Yeah. Well, see, and we didn't have that issue, and, and we took corrective measures after 2000, and it's been a series of steps. And there's another point in this. In 2016, Donald Trump ran with the same systems, the same machines that are in play in 2020. In 2018, Ron DeSantis won an election by under half a percent on these same machines that have been in play since 2016, 2012, whenever they were first purchased, and were in play for 2020. So those kind of complaints fall on deaf ears when these same people weren't complaining when their guy won in 2016 and 2018. Bill, this is exactly the same thing I said last hour. I get the point about Biden being an, an, uh, a moron about, I almost said a bad word, about the, the border <laughs> cops. I get the problem. See what with, podcasting does for you, pal. Right. I need, uh, you know, the same thing with Obama and the cop. But how many of those people who are crying and complaining about Biden and Obama doing that we're doing this. We're making the same complaint about Trump tweeting about you know Bo Bergdahl being guilty before his court martial. You can't have it both ways. It's either you're either well, you either support and, it can't and defend be or you to don't. Find consistency. Right. You know, it really can't. Right. And this is this is the problem. If if Trump won on these same machines and then Biden won on these same machines, your predetermined conclusion is somebody must have cheated. It's the only way it can happen. Well. It's not the only way it could happen, and it's a mistake to theorize before you have data. Mm-hmm. Very true. Dave, I'm going to get in our O'Galley Electric sponsorship here 
before we take a phone call or two. And that is to remind everybody, O'Galley Electric is bringing you this hour. And while we are in storm season, knock on wood, in the time of year where we generally see storm activity ramp up, time to be ready for the storm is before it ever shows up. You know that. You've lived in Florida for quite a while. Well, O'Galley Electric has an answer for your home and your family's safety and comfort. It's a Generac home standby generator from O'Galley Electric. Yes, other folks sell these, but other folks aren't Generac suppliers like O'Galley Electric is. They're a major Generac supplier, ordering hundreds of these generators at a time, have them in stock, and can deliver, install, service, and maintain your generator now, where other dealers may have to wait for that delivery that could be who knows how far away. Learn more at eggenerators.com or give Chris Hughes and the fine folks at O'Galley Electric a call. It's 321-425-3343. A free estimate and no waiting for your Generac home standby generator. Let's go to the phones. Dave, we're going to check in first with our buddy Jim and Vieira. Jim, I've got a question for everybody who's calling the show here this morning. Um, did the audit tell you anything about the election about the numbers here no for me for me bill it did not because to me it's never been about the machines you, you know you just compared okay, they, they hand counted every ballot jim hold on you just count you just compared 2016 to 2020 uh-huh. the difference here is in 2016 nine percent of the american public voted by mail in 2020 over 30 percent did so you have another you have three other you're breaking up a little bit. Try it again. We have what, as far as numbers you were quoting here? Three out of ten people did not show up in person to vote. So we don't know for certain who those people are. They're not verified voters. We also, the first year... Well, hang on just a second. Hang on just a second. There is signature verification process, and I've seen it done. It's done at a public meeting, as is the post-election audit here in Florida after an election. So it's there, and it can be watched. Go ahead. Yeah, that doesn't mean that it's accurate. It's different between having a signature and seeing a person. Imagine if all when you did a car stop you had to do is see a signature, but not see the driver and his head was covered with a bag. You would have no idea who was driving the car. It's very simple. If Three times the amount of mail-in votes that we normally had. Mm-hmm. We also have to consider that we have a, another 15 million votes over the previous election, the moment mail-in balloting is put in place. And we also have one party that really pushed for the mail-in balloting while the other party said, no, this invites fraud. Yeah, and the president <laughs> himself heard his own calls by, by discouraging Republicans from voting by mail or whatever method they could. Jim, I've got to ask you a question and let you go. What would change your mind that the election was valid? Very simply, you would need to go door to door and verify each one of those people actually cast a vote. That That's would be never going to happen, and, and they don't have the manpower or the time to do it. I can appreciate it, but I, I, I think we're we're looking for validation here. Dave, go ahead. Yeah, I'm not sure how you would even. You know, you can't get people to answer a census form, and that's required by by the Constitution and by law. How are you going to get them to answer? And and number two, how likely is it that they're going to tell you the truth? Yeah, and and that happens a lot, and especially in exit polling on election day. Juan is in Melbourne. Juan, welcome to the show. Did this audit uh, give you any clarity one way or the other? Yeah, I mean, the audit was done. Um, I I thought that was the at the end of the day, that's kind of like what I thought everybody was searching for is they wanted to see some action of 
making sure it was fair. I, you know, I wasn't looking for a overturn or anything. I had what went on, um, and there was a lot of, you know, things out there that say, oh, well, there was fraud and all that stuff. My whole thing is if I'm getting accused of something that not being fair, why not, you know, try to prove to the people that it, it was a fair election? And and that, that to me was what, you know, if they did the audit and they came back that everything, you know, that Biden won, it, so be it. And by know? even more numbers um, than they thought he had to start with. Yeah, yeah. So, and here's my thing. I, I guess I have a, a advantage. I was a Democrat most of my life before I was, and it, you know, a lot of things left me away from being a Democrat as far as you know, the search for facts. And so I can understand even Dave's frustration on his voice when people are just ignore facts just based mm-hmm. on what their affiliation is. And Juan, I got to let you run because the segment's almost done. I appreciate your thoughts and glad you joined us. Uh, it is about a, a search for facts, and that's where this failed, Dave. I got about thirty seconds for you to close the segment. My frustration comes from you can't reason with people anymore. Everybody is so locked into their confirmation bias. Nothing will change my mind. There are no facts wherever that that will influence me in any way, shape, or form. I will only listen to people that I agree with. And that's it. That's the way it is. I'm going to hold my breath and plug my ears. La, 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 la. And we see far too much of it. Hey, don't forget iHeartRadio uh, podcast section at BillMick.com and the Bill Mick Live iHeartRadio channel. Every hour of the show, every day, plus our McNugget. Find it and take it at your convenience. They're swarming now, Dave. The helicopters abound in hour number three of Bill Make Live this morning. O'Galley Electric making the hour possible. Dave Bowman with us, host of Plausibly Live, the Dave Bowman Show podcast. Uh, Dave and I recorded a podcast yesterday on one of our favorite topics, so uh, you can catch up with that. Links for you at BillMick.com, where our headline is, and now Maricopa County doesn't matter. The one location that the election conspiracy theorists have hung their hat on because they were getting the cyber audit from, what was it, Cyber Ninjas, Dave? That's who it was? Yep, Cyber Ninjas. Um, And now that they didn't come up with their predetermined conclusion as they had hoped they would, now that's not valid anymore. And it just ticked me the heck off. And I get it. People are passionate. I'm glad they're passionate about politics. I wish they were analytical about politics and not just stuck in the rut that they're in. Dave, I want to start the segment with a story. As a favor to a friend of mine, I went, and, and the friend has what he sees as legitimate questions over the election that he wants to see answered, and I believe he is legitimately um, curious about what could have happened, what did happen, and, and wants actual answers. He's not come to a conclusion yet. He thinks there were problems in some parts of the country. But as a result of that friendship, I agreed to a lunch meeting with a friend of his who I would put firmly in the conspiracy theory camp who's not going to believe anything that's not 
his predetermined agenda. I went into that meeting, and this guy came into the meeting under the guise he was going to ask me questions and listen to what I had to say. But he didn't have any interest in listening to me. He walked in with a booklet or two of information that he wanted to share with me about how these elections are screwed up. I pointed out to him during that lunch that the approach was all wrong, that these folks walk in the door of the supervisors of elections or the secretaries of state, and they kick the door in and they scream, I'm here and I want to challenge this system. They're not asking questions. They're coming with a predetermined conclusion and wanting validation for it. He did ask how he should go about this, and I suggested that they start by learning what was being done security-wise and then ask about what the laws and the procedures are that the elections operate under. After that lunch, within a week, that guy immediately went on the attack, inundating the supervisor's office with repeated public information requests and near-daily follow-up, and again pushing a, a, a conclusion seeking validation and ready to contradict any uh, information that didn't fit that agenda. And that's what frustrates me. They, they don't listen. They've got their agenda. And the minute that you say something otherwise, you're the bad guy. Do you know what the number one factor in getting people to listen to you if you're trying to influence them is? The number one thing PR specialists will tell you is likability. If people like you, they're going to listen to you. When you walk in the door in 100% I'm here to kick ass and take names mode, people don't like you. So you've already shot yourself in the foot when it comes to that. When you start screaming at people, they're not going to like you. So, I mean, I, I, I guess that's the frustration I have with this stuff is, you know, the approach is wrong. The approach is badly wrong. Screaming and yelling isn't going to get you anywhere. I know, I know you're frustrated. I know you're angry. I know you're disappointed. But screaming and yelling, all that's going to do is piss the people that you're trying to convince off. And mm -hmm. that's not going to help your cause. Well, and when you completely discount, without any possibility of it having any accuracy, any contradictory information, you're operating on faith, not facts. And one of the things we learned in SWAT school as cops is you can't convince a crusader out of their realm of belief. Nope. You cannot. You absolutely cannot. <laughs> no, and that's where it all falls. Hey, insider email, daily event, hit your inbox about 4 o'clock each day, as long as you're signed up top of the page at BillMick.com. Today's column will be last week's McNuggets. Wednesday's column is called uh, Incomplete Justice. I wonder what that might be about. Not that Mitch Needleman would remember. Anyway, that column will come out Wednesday, and so you can catch up with it then. We pick up with Dave Bowman, and we start trying to get to uh, your calls as we continue in just half a minute here on Bill McLaw. I uh, told you about the insider email. Don't forget the podcast at BillMick.com and on the Bill Mick Live iHeartRadio channel. It will uh, be up uh, quickly. We can make it happen after the show. Dave Bowman with us out of Silverdale, Washington. Dave, let's grab a call or two. We're going to start with Eric, who's in Brevard. Hey, Eric, good morning. Hey, Bill. Uh, Dave, yeah, I, I want to push back, and I, I understand I'm going to be doing it from a little bit of a position of weakness here in that I, I didn't really review the Maricopa County results. Uh, I understand that they did not, uh, you know, uh, swing the county in either direction or, or into 
uh, Trump's favor, but not at all. In uh, fact, it went the other way in bigger numbers than it had. Right. So, so that's fine. I'm all for transparency, and, that, and I think that that's what that was really about. Was, uh, and I think that that's what uh, the people who were doing it were really motivated to do was to uh, give assurance that that things, you know, were done in a correct manner. So, I, as far as the details, that's where I don't know how it relates to the machines, but you guys have uh, come into agreement to say that because 16 used the same machines as 20 did, that, I, that, that validates the, uh, the machine. No, no, it invalidates the gripes of these people who didn't care when they, their side won. Right. So, so it, now we have a lot more attention being brought to these machines, but my point is, is that the machines aren't the same from 16 and 20 precisely if, to my understanding, they're connected to the Internet. Because once something's connected to the Internet, it can be changed at any time. Well, and, and that, well, can it or can it? Because they're not permanently connected. That's the point. So I can't answer the technical That's question, the Derek, and I appreciate you getting them on the table. Dave, you have any, insi- any insights as far as the technical stuff? I didn't see where they specifically said that there was evidence of anything being changed. And that's one of the things they say in the, in the report. We can't find any forensic evidence that there's some, there's some balancing issues. The numbers, you know, are, are slightly off in the reconciliation, but as a general rule of thumb, nobody can show it one way or the other. And why is, I, I, I get the complaint. I don't think the machine should be connected to the internet either. I, I agree. But at the same time, where's the evidence that connecting to the Internet changed anything? There isn't mm-hmm. any. Yeah, I see where you're coming from there. Steve is in Melbourne. Steve, did Arizona change your mind at all? Why or why not? Yeah, when I read the results, I, it appears it was massive fraud. I mean, if you look at the results of the thing, first of all, why did Maricopa County, when they were first audited, why did they not allow the, the, the auditors' password, uh, passwords to their network? Steve, I can't answer that question for you. Okay, go why, ahead. Why, why did they replace their machines since then? The voting machines, have, millions of dollars have been spent replacing the voter machines because there was nothing found. Um, let's look at some more stuff. Let's look at... Um, the, 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 the person in charge, the judge, the, the chairman, the, the audit, first of all, the county went to court to fight this from being audited mm-hmm. because they have nothing to hide. The numbers don't reconcile. Four, hey, Steve, four, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. And, and we've got to move quickly. These were the people that were championed by those who believe the election was stolen. They went into it with questions, not answers, and they came back with answers that the folks didn't like. And i got to believe this company looked at it fairly and honestly. At least it appears that way to me. Uh, yeah, and it appears there's massive fraud that should be prosecuted. They said 50,000 votes. 23,000 votes had moved away and shouldn't have been voting. Okay, I got you. And they need to deal with those issues. I'll agree with you there. Dave, let me have your thoughts. Well, that's part of the audit findings is there's some problems with the issues of what we would call reconciliation in the business of of auditing. But, you know, there's some statements being made here. There's numbers being thrown around. But where's the backup for those numbers? Where's the source for those numbers? If the source for those numbers is a source that 
only you believe and you're not willing to look at any, anybody else's numbers. And there are people out there who disagree with Steve. That's not the case. How do I know who to believe Steve or someone else? So we're back right. to this. We're back to this confirmation bias. I'm believing people that I want to believe as opposed to analyzing facts for myself. And I prefer to analyze them for myself rather than just taking numbers being thrown at me on the phone. Yeah, and I wonder if these machines are being replaced in Arizona because they've now been tampered with by an outside entity, and that causes them the, no. uh, to no longer be valid. No, right? in the words in the words of the Arizona Senate leader. They're being replaced. They're, they, they have not been replaced. They are going to replace them, but okay. they're going to do it, quote, because of a big lie, unquote. In other words, they're replacing these things because people are convinced of this fraud that there is no evidence of, that doesn't exist. So we're going to spend $3 million in taxpayers' money to make some people, and it still won't, it still won't calm them down. It still won't there's, there's no way that replacing these machines are, is ever going to convince anybody of anything other than, well, there must have been something wrong with the other machines. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Well, it's again, circular these logic. cyber ninja guys were the ones touted, and Maricopa County was touted as the answer. Just like the people who said Trump's going to be uh, put back in office in right. March, and then it was going to be May, and then it was going to be July, and then it was going to be August. It's the same kind of thing. Their own experts did this and came in with questions as opposed to a predetermined answer, and now they're being discounted because they have a contradictory conclusion. I had it happen Saturday morning in a discussion that we had. Yeah. It's the way of it, Bill. The question you should be asking yourself, though, if you're one of these folks out there, the question you should be asking yourself isn't whether or not you believe that there was fraud or not fraud or whatever. The question you should be asking yourself is, why do I believe what I believe? Who's... Who, who benefits from my belief? What, who's controlling, who's influencing me to believe this? And why are they doing it? Are they doing it for ratings? Are they doing it for advertising dollars? Are they doing it for something else? Why do, why do you want me so desperately to believe this myth? Or why do you want me to so desperately believe not this myth? Who's controlling that? And and in, in, in doing so, why don't they want me thinking for myself? Because believe me, if you think the left is manipulating things, you're right, they are, but you're blind to the bigger truth. And that both sides are manipulating things. We talked about that on last week's shows with the Republican Party and its leadership here being legislative leadership as well, doing everything they can to corrupt the system in their favor. Absolutely. You're being manipulated by both sides, and you should be asking yourself why. Yep, it would serve us well to do that. It would also serve us well to go into an inquiry with questions and wanting honest answers and being willing to listen to those as opposed to discounting anything that contradicts our predetermined notions. Dave Bowman, it's always a pleasure. Good to have you along, buddy. Live long and prosper, my friend. Yeah, you do the same. O'Galley Electric made the hour possible We'll see you in the morning for our Tuesday edition of Bill McLeod. By the way, this topic, now put to bed. We're done with it. It's done. It's over. Your own people proved there's no conspiracy out there. Good luck with that, huh?